It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Badgers, Wisconsin Badger Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can get Badgers info, news, reactions, analysis every single day from me, Tanner Nessel, a Wisconsin Badger fan, making a podcast for Wisconsin Badger fans. If you missed last episode, make sure you go back and check that out. I just gave a broad, general spew of thoughts about uh, the Wisconsin basketball program, some of the players, the way they play, what it could take to uh, knock them out of the NCAA tournament, all that stuff, just so I could kind of go on the record with my thoughts on the team and and just have you listeners get a better feel for just who I am and what I think about the uh, the basketball program. Uh, the the first episode that that was the second one. The first episode was about Wisconsin football. I had a friend of mine from school, who's a Clemson Tigers fan, who was born and raised in South Carolina, give an outsider's perspective of the Wisconsin football program. Uh, Paul Christ as a coach, and and just a lot of the things that make Wisconsin football go. Uh, the big thing that we touched on a lot was how Wisconsin gets like the the kind of three-star and unrated and, and maybe a four-star guy here and there and how they develop those guys into uh, pro prospects. And, uh, and Clemson kind of went from a, a similar place as a, a team that was very, very good, but now is like the cream of the crop in the college football world. And, uh, and we were just trying to figure out if Wisconsin could ever get to Clemson's level as well. Uh, so episode one was about football. Episode two was about basketball. Uh, and, and episode three is also going to be about basketball because it's basketball season. We have to focus on that. Um, before we get into everything, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever it may be. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I'm, I'm open to talk about whatever it is that you guys want to hear. If you have any criticisms, I want to hear it. If you have any compliments, please send them my way. I'm doing this for all of you that are listening. I think it's fun as well, but I'm mostly doing it for you guys. Just I'm trying to engage in a conversation more than anything. Uh, so rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and also follow the podcast at Locked On Badgers. That's all one word on Twitter. Uh, that's probably the easiest place to get a hold of me and let me know what you think about the podcast. Uh, so today's episode, like I said, is going to be all about basketball. We're going to give a quick preview of the Indiana game coming up tonight. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, Wisconsin is going to Bloomington, Indiana to take on the Hoosiers, the very lowly, lowly Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, We're going to go over the rest of Wisconsin's schedule. There's not very many games left, so it'd probably be really easy to do that at this point in time. And then we're going to go over the Big Ten tournament seedings and uh, the possible outcomes where Wisconsin could fall in the bracket and uh, the teams that they are competing with and what those teams' schedules look like as well. So first, let's talk about Indiana. Straight up, the Hoosiers are not a very good basketball team whatsoever. Romeo Langford, who is the pride of the state of Indiana, decided to be a good guy and go to his his home school, be a Hoosier, instead of going to, he could have gone anywhere, he could have gone to Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, wherever. He decided to stay home and go to Indiana, and it did not pay off well for him. Uh, he, he's averaging 17 points per game, uh, and that's that, that's about it. Five rebounds for a guard is 
so-so. He's averaging two assists a game, uh, but just about two turnovers a game as well. So he's not really a playmaker. He's more of a scorer. He's definitely going to be a top draft pick in the NBA. But his college career, it was expected to be short, but it was also expected to be much more successful than this, and it's just not looking like it. Uh, Outside of Romeo Langford, Jawan Morgan is the next best player for the Hoosiers, and uh, he's he's pretty good. He's averaging fifteen and eight from the big man position, and uh, and that's pretty much it. it. Outside of Romeo Langford and Jawan Morgan, the Hoosiers just don't have much else to offer. There's not much that the Hoosiers team does well. Uh, first and foremost, you need to score points to win basketball games, and they are uh, second to last in doing that in the Big Ten. They rank thirteenth in conference points per games at 62.6 and nationally in in all games they average 70.2 which is good for 250th they really 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 struggle to score the basketball they do not shoot well as a team from three-point range they do not shoot well as a team from the free throw line and they they i mean they they don't get steals they they don't assist well they don't pass the ball around and they don't create too many assists they don't score they turn the ball over a lot. There's not much that this Hoosiers team does. And uh, it, and frankly, outside of Romeo Langford, um, I mean, Jawan Morgan, is he's a really good player, sure, but Romeo Langford is really the only thing. If you, it, He can have a great game, but even then, that's not going to be good enough for the Hoosiers to really do anything. And, uh, and the thing with Romeo Langford is I wouldn't blame him if he's, if he's checked out at this point in time of the season. There's really not much – the Hoosiers are definitely not making the NCAA tournament unless they go on a crazy run and win the Big Ten tournament to earn the auto bid. They're not going to make the NCAA tournament. I, I at least hope not. I, I would hope that uh, the tournament committee doesn't favor the, the conference – big conference teams that well. It's, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. They are now below 500 and 4-12 and 12 in conference play. And Romeo Langford has got to be looking ahead to – uh, his NBA career at this point. I I really hope that that's not a slight on him uh, or his character. I really don't know anything much about him other than I've seen him in NBA mock drafts. I do not mean for it to be a slight against him. I, I just think that that's human nature. He was probably hoping to be sort of a, a hero in his state, and he kind of was by still going to Indiana. Uh, but it's like I said, his college career, although it was expected to be short, it was probably expected to be a lot better than than this. Uh, being four and twelve in the Big Ten with only a few games left to go, probably going to finish last or next to last. It's it's just not not a good place for a young guy to be uh, mentally. He's 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 got millions of dollars right in front of him. He just even if he does get hurt, he's still going to be a very high draft pick. He's a very talented player. But he's just got to not get hurt and, and get through the rest of the year and start working on uh, his own game and, and trying to improve as a pro so he could be the best version of himself for that point. So I, I just don't know what Indiana could bring to the table to really compete with Wisconsin in this game. Uh, Romeo Langford, unless he's just a, an absolute savage of a competitor, then sure, um, maybe the, the Hoosiers have a shot that way, but it's not like Wisconsin doesn't have their own athletic freak defensive stopper in the version of Khalil Iverson that can match up with him. And Iverson, I would hope, is going to be the matchup against against uh, Langford for most of the game, as long as both of them are still in, unless uh, Iverson finds himself in foul trouble. Uh, so even then, it's not like 
Romeo Langford is going to be a matchup nightmare. And it's not like he shoots well from the three-point line anyways. He's really only going to be able to do his damage inside the arc. So there's not much. Like I said, he, he could go off. He shoots 27% from the three-point line on four attempts per game. He makes just over one per game. He's going to do all of his damage inside the two or inside the three-point line. And uh, he's just going to kind of chip away, chip away, chip away, get his. But it's going to take so many possessions for him to get to his high point total that's really not going to make a difference. And uh, and I, I just don't know what else the Hoosiers can can do. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to uh, talk about this as well is I, I, I do like to consider the gambling aspect of sports. I think it's just it's an entirely new angle to break down and analyze sports. I think it's a lot of fun. There's a lot to learn. I don't, I definitely don't advise gambling. Um, I consider myself still, you know, very, 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 uh, uh, non smart, I guess would be the best way to put it. I'm not a smart gambler. I don't know that much, but I do know some, and I do think that Wisconsin only being a three point favorite is kind of ridiculous. I mean, I was just looking through my app and North Carolina is a 12.5-point favorite at home over Syracuse. Now, North Carolina is a very good team. But I think Syracuse is a pretty good team as well. I know that the point spreads often favor the home teams, which is why Indiana is not a bigger underdog to Wisconsin. But three points? I'm not necessarily going to advise you to go out and bet on Wisconsin here to cover a three-point spread, but I think that's kind of a... A low, a low total for that spread. It, I, I feel like it should be maybe closer to six or seven. If Wisconsin is going to win this game, which I absolutely think they will, I feel like they're going to win it comfortably by more than one basket at least. Three points just doesn't seem like a, a good number. But anyway. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I feel like Wisconsin should go to Indiana, should win relatively easily. And uh, as we look ahead to the rest of their schedule, uh, they're they're riding a two-game winning streak now with wins over Illinois and Northwestern. Picking up a win Tuesday night at Indiana should help things down the stretch. So Wisconsin down the stretch is going to be playing home against Penn State home against Iowa on senior night, and then at Ohio State. Those are the three games after the Indiana uh, road trip. And uh, all three of those games are very winnable. Obviously, the Penn State game, Penn State is one of the other bottom feeders. Uh, Indiana and Penn State are both tied at 4-12 and 12 in conference play. So Penn State is kind of just as bad as Indiana. And uh, the difference is they don't have a lottery pick on their team. <laughs> so... Penn State should be a kind of a, a cakewalk, especially at home for Wisconsin. It's not going to be senior day, so the emotions aren't going to be like flying everywhere. Not everybody's going to be buzzing and ready to be panicky if things don't go their way right off the bat. But, I mean, Penn State's just not a very good basketball team. If you remember earlier in the season when Wisconsin was on a slide, 
They had lost to Western Kentucky and Minnesota and uh, just weren't playing very good basketball. They crushed Penn State. It was like, okay, yeah, cool. We went to Penn State, killed them. You know, no big deal. Losing at home to Minnesota is really not that big of a deal. But then they, you know, they go and they kind of crap the bed against Purdue. And uh, they crap the bed for about, what, 35 of the 40 minutes against Maryland. That was not a good stretch for Wisconsin basketball. But they were still able to take care of business on the road against Penn State. And now at this point in the season, they're going to be getting Penn State at home. Uh, it That's... That's just kind of a gimme at this point. I, I'm really not going to be too concerned about Wisconsin in that game. Uh, if they if they do anything other than um, control the game from start to finish, then I, I would be kind of not so much shocked, but I would be kind of upset because this isn't the point in time for a team like Wisconsin who's definitely going to make the NCAA tournament to be messing around and, and flirting with uh, a team like Penn State at home. Uh, the big one is going to be senior day immediately following the Penn State game against Iowa. Um, we're, I'm going to talk with Andrew Wade, who is the host of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. He does a really good job covering the Hawkeyes and, and goes into depth about all Iowa sports, uh, more than just football and basketball. And uh, he's he's somebody that introduced me to the Lockdown uh, podcast network and helped me get started with this one so i thank him very much for that but we're gonna we're gonna hook up and do uh, another podcast together to talk about that game um so i'm not gonna go too far into it but that's the really big one that's the one that's still on the schedule for wisconsin that uh that could maybe throw a wrench into their plans for still uh, getting that that double buy in the big 10 tournament that is senior day so emotions will be flying high if something does go wrong, I was a very good team, so it, it's going to be a tight game early on. It and uh, it it wouldn't exactly be an upset at that point, so it won't be so bad. But if the game's close down the stretch, you know everybody's going to be thinking, "Oh man, not only is Wisconsin going to lose, but this is Ethan Happ's last home game." And oh my goodness, how tragic would it be for such a great Badger to lose his last ever home game at the Kohl Center and and yada yada yada? Like that's that's the kind of thing that just that's not helpful. That's the bad part about senior night. And I remember I was a student manager for my school's basketball team. And I remember my senior day as a manager, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, if we lose, this is my last ever game here as a manager. I can't imagine how the players feel. So nerves are going to be, the nerves are going to be present. Everybody's going to be a little bit tighter than normal. Just trying to make sure that Ethan's last home game at the Cole center in front of his home crowd is going to be a special one. I was Definitely going to be looking for revenge. They're going to be wanting to spoil that for them. That's going to be a really, really, really tough game. And, uh, and and that's the big one that's going to have implications on the Big Ten tournament, tournament because, frankly, I don't think uh, Wisconsin is going to lose either to Indiana, Penn State, or Ohio State. And Ohio State is the last one of the season, the last regular season game for the Badgers. Ohio State, they are like the best of the second tier. The Big Ten is broken into essentially, well, I guess three tiers. Uh, but the first tier would be all the teams that are good and going to make the tournament. And then the second tier is all the teams that are below 500 in conference play and probably not going to make the tournament. Ohio State, I guess, still does have a shot. They're 7-9 and nine right now in conference play. Uh, they would obviously have a very good shot to get a home win over a team like Wisconsin, which would do a lot for their tournament hopes. 
Um, but they're sitting at seven and nine. They are three games back of Iowa for the next seed in the Big Ten tournament. So there's a pretty clear gap there. Uh, there's only three and a half games separating the top six teams, but then three games between Iowa and Ohio State, which are those sixth and seventh teams. So Ohio State would be uh, it, it, any any road game really is going to be tough this late in the season in conference play, but. Going to Ohio State, that's something that's it's far enough off in the future. We're not really going to talk too much about it right now. But that's a game that, uh, for all intents and purposes, you kind of have to assume Wisconsin is going to be able to take care of business in. And, and that's what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to assume that Wisconsin will beat uh, Indiana, Penn State, and Ohio State. And then Iowa's just going to be the tough one. And uh, that's, that's going to be the one that makes all the difference about where they're going to be. Uh, in, in the Big Ten tournament. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today, that's KubotaOrangedays.com. So that's the next thing that we're going to be talking about is how Wisconsin can get to that double buy because right now they are seeing as a five seed. They are a half game back of Maryland. They are one whole game up against Iowa. So the half game back from Maryland is because Maryland has just played one extra game than Wisconsin. And they won that game, so they are twelve and five in conference play, and Wisconsin is only eleven and five. So, as you could figure, uh, Maryland only has three more games left on the season, and Wisconsin has four. So that will even out. And then, um, of course, Wisconsin is a game up on Iowa, and that's largely because Wisconsin beat Iowa earlier on in the in conference play. Had that game gone Iowa's way, then these standings would obviously be flipped, but. Where Wisconsin is right now, they're trying to fend off Iowa, and they play Iowa down the stretch, so they they control their own destiny in that regard. Maryland, however, uh, the the last few games on their schedule, they go to Penn State, which they should take care of business with. Then they host Michigan, which is going to be the tough one, and then they host Minnesota, who they are definitely better than and definitely should not have trouble beating, especially when something like a double bye is on the line in Big Ten play. Uh, the big one for Maryland is hosting Michigan because Michigan is simply put just a better basketball team. It's they're not, you know, leaps and bounds better than Maryland, but they are a better basketball team than Maryland. And uh, Michigan's going to be fighting for their own um, their own seating because right now Michigan has four losses in conference play. Uh, they're they're just sitting a game back and a half game back from Michigan State and Purdue. But they're a game up on Maryland. If Maryland can can get this home upset over Michigan, then you know maybe Michigan uh, falls down to that four seed, and uh, that would give them five losses. And, and who knows? Maybe maybe Wisconsin because they did split the season series with Michigan. Maybe the tiebreakers would go their way. Uh, it's a little too early to predict all of those tiebreakers at this point in time because there's still a lot of games left, and the top of the conference is so close. But Michigan is going to be wanting to get that win. It's it's a win that they can have, and that's something that, frankly, Wisconsin needs. 
if, if Wisconsin is going to beat Iowa, it's not going to be good enough to necessarily pass Maryland unless Maryland drops another game. Uh, Wisconsin would have to win out and finish with five losses. Maryland would have to drop that one to, to get to six losses. And then Wisconsin would have the four seed in the double buy, and Maryland would only have the single buy. Uh, of course, they would then play, assuming Maryland won their first game in the Big Ten tournament, so it doesn't really matter too much anyways. Um, and then the big thing is about staying ahead of Iowa, you really just got to beat Iowa. If you can give Iowa that seventh loss, then 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 you're pretty much you're good because, the, like I said, the last three games on Wisconsin's schedule are pretty winnable games. It's their games that Wisconsin should have no problem winning. So if they finish with five losses, Iowa's going to have seven. It, they're pretty much out of it. They're going to finish as a sixth seed. But if Wisconsin does lose that game, then and then win out, of course, both would have six conference losses. And uh, because it, this is really quick, the last games on Iowa's schedule at Ohio State, home to Rutgers, at Wisconsin, at Nebraska. So three out of four are road games. However, those are all winnable games as well for Iowa. So say Iowa wins out. Then they are tied with Wisconsin. And uh, you go to all the tiebreakers, which are the uh, the record against the number one team, the record against the number two team, and we don't know who those teams are going to be yet, so we can't really predict those tiebreakers. Um, if if Michigan State is number one, Wisconsin's zero one against Michigan State, and uh, and uh, oh no, I thought Iowa did have a win over Michigan State. That's uh, Indiana has a win over Michigan State, so disregard that. Um, so throwing a lot of numbers and stuff out here at you guys, but. If Wisconsin loses to Iowa, then both teams uh, win all their other games. They both have six losses. It doesn't really matter what Maryland does. Uh, uh, well, I guess they could lose as well and also finish with six losses. Then you have a three-way tie, and I'm not really sure what happens at that point. But it's very likely that Wisconsin uh, comes out on the butt end of that because they they did not they did not have a win against Purdue. They did not have a win against Michigan State, and they only. Uh, won one game against Michigan, which at least Iowa did as well. So uh, that's that's not really the best thing for them. But let's just go ahead and assume that Wisconsin wins out. Um, and, and all of this is kind of not for much because as I really look at the bracket and try to figure it all out, there's not much difference between being a four seed and a five seed. Because say Wisconsin's a five seed. They get a bye. They play the winner of the 13 versus 12 seed. Right now, that is Indiana versus Penn State. Two teams that Wisconsin will play the rest uh, down the stretch here in the regular season. And uh, both teams are not very good, as you've already mentioned. Wisconsin, if they win that game, they would move on to the next round to play the four seed, which is Maryland. The winner of that game would play the one seed, assuming they beat the the winner of the 8-9 matchup, which is... Probably likely. It's, it's going to be Michigan State or Purdue, which are two very good teams. Uh, my money would probably be on Michigan State right now, uh, especially coming off of their road win at Michigan. It was very impressive. Uh, Michigan State's probably going to be the one seed, and Wisconsin is going to have to beat Maryland more likely than not and then beat Michigan State to move on to the conference semifinals either way. If they drop down to the sixth seed, then, you know, like I said, it's a possibility if they lose to Iowa. They could drop down to the sixth seed, and then they have to play the winner of the 14-11 game, which right now is Northwestern versus Nebraska. 
also two very, very bad teams that Wisconsin could absolutely beat and should absolutely beat. Um, they'll play the winner of that game and then play uh, the three seed. And if they win that game, they'll play the two seed, which could be any combination of Michigan or Purdue. So I'm not sure really where you guys stand. Uh, I'm not, I don't think that there's really much difference in playing Michigan state, Michigan or Purdue in, in the quarterfinals of the big 10 tournament. Uh, and, and it seems more likely than not that Wisconsin is pretty much going to have to play Maryland either way or, uh, and, and you know, they're going to have to get past uh, one of those 11, 12, 13, 14 seeded teams in order to get there. I think it's just, it's just safe to say that Wisconsin is going to have to play Maryland and it really doesn't matter. I'm not going to get too worked up about getting that the four seed if, I think that's the more likely scenario. I do like Wisconsin's chances to be Iowa at home. I think they're just a better team, especially having uh, having home court advantage in that scenario. I think that's the more likely scenario to examine at this point, but it doesn't really matter much. So having the four seed, having the five seed, who really cares? Um, unless, unless Michigan finds a way to get all the way up to the one seed, uh, I really don't think it matters much. Uh, that's probably the best matchup for the Badgers, but who cares? You're going to have to beat Michigan State at some point anyways. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's uh, with four games left, that's kind of what the rest of the season looks like for Wisconsin. Um, looking ahead, uh, I mentioned that we're going to do a, a crossover podcast with Andrew Wade over at Locked on, Hawk, Locked on Hawkeyes. We're going to preview that game. Um, there's also going to be something uh, maybe in the works with some more folks that cover uh, Big Ten teams for the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, that's just a little bit of a tease as we lead up to the Big Ten tournament. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm sure if if nothing comes of it, then Andrew and I will just do something anyways because Andrew's a really fun guy to talk to. I like talking to him. So uh, we both we both like to talk about big our teams specifically in the Big Ten as a whole. So something will come. Uh, be looking for some conversations with Andrew down the, down the road as the tournament grows closer. Um, make sure you guys, uh, please, if you haven't already, I said it at the top of the show. I'm going to say it again here. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing, make sure that you're not going to miss any episodes as they come out. I'm going to try to get these episodes out to you every single day because who doesn't like talking about Wisconsin? I love talking about Wisconsin. Uh, so we're going to try to have a conversation every single day. And uh, rating and reviewing the podcast really helps me out. I, I'm trying to make this the best Wisconsin podcast I can for all of you guys. So all of the feedback is very, very helpful. If you don't want to leave any reviews there, then uh, try to tweet me at Locked on Badgers on Twitter. That is Locked on Badgers, one word. Um, that's a really, really easy way to get a hold of me as well. Even if you don't want to you know, talk about the podcast, just shoot a tweet over and let's talk about the Badgers because I'll talk about the Badgers on any platform. Uh, so that'll do it for today. Uh, the upcoming uh, episodes for the week, probably going to have an Indiana, uh, depending on what happens in the Indiana game, we're either going to have a very quick recap of the game or who knows, maybe we're going to have uh, some scorched earth stuff going on if they ended up losing that game. But uh, the Penn State game is coming up on Saturday. It should be a pretty easy game. And then senior night is the following Thursday. So we're just going to be looking ahead, seeing how the rest of the Big Ten kind of shakes out is what I would guess we're going to be talking most about because hopefully Wisconsin's just taking care of business. But 
Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure, like I said, you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever it may be. Make sure you don't miss any episodes because we're coming down the home stretch. We're getting to March. It's going to get really, really exciting very soon. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Badgers. I'm Tanner Nessel. See ya. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.